Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast, hosted by the rock star of consulting, Alan Weiss. Be prepared to have your beliefs challenged and your behaviors questioned. Remember The Walking Dead? Shows like that? Well, I'm here to talk about The Unwoke. That's this episode of The Uncomfortable Truth, The Unwoke. And I guess I'm unwoke. Beware. See, I don't think, for example, you can defund the police unless you defund crime first. You can improve police and other social service responses, that's for sure. You can stop police from using deadly force or even excessive force. If you do things correctly, you get the right people and you train well. But where are all the politicians now who call for defunding the police? They all changed their tune after this last November's election, didn't they? No, no, they said. I never said defund the police. You misunderstood. And so they ran from that because crime is rampaging and crime is rising the greatest among minority neighborhoods and inner-city areas. I don't record every parenthetical set of initials people send me to tell me they prefer to use this and not that and then look them up whenever I'm supposed to refer to them, I guess, in the third person. What do I do? Well, I don't insult anyone. I just use their names. There's a conceptual breakthrough. John, Mary, Z. Whatever, Saturn, I don't care. I'll use their name. But I will never use they to refer to an individual. A name takes care of that quite nicely. And when people say they didn't like your presentation, are you talking about the whole room or some individual who prefers they? That's really absurd. I detest virtue signaling. I've stopped attending a theater here, for the most part, because they insist on reminding the audience that we've all benefited from slavery, quote-unquote, and are living on other people's land, quote-unquote, before every performance. And they want us to sit back and reflect on that. This has become a theology. If I want a sermon, I'll get one in church. I will never support your cause if you deliberately endanger other people's lives. That seems to be somewhat incongruous, doesn't it? The local leader up here in Providence of Black Lives Matter led a complete blockage of Interstate 95 here, where there's a huge, huge hospital, a 2,000-bed hospital, the largest in the state and the largest around. When reminded by the media on camera that he was stopping ambulances and EMTs from getting through, he said... That may be true, but it's necessary. No, I don't think it is. I imagine he'd open up a lane for a member of his family. What do you think? It's in the most liberal universities that free speech is most threatened. Do you see any peculiarity in that? I don't give a damn if you wear a mask or not, but I care a lot when you talk during a performance. Being paranoid about recycling is just silly when we should be eliminating the need for plastics altogether. Remember, we're spending billions now trying to land people on the moon again. And I'll tell you something about how recycling and 
education and cancer are related, and that is, we're constantly dealing with contingent actions. We're dealing with, as a result of poor education, crime, addiction, alcoholism, recidivism, homelessness, mental illness. With cancer, most of the money is spent on trying to treat people who already have it, rather than spending money on preventing it in the first place. And with recycling, we're spending money on everything from canisters and collection to recycling police. How's that for a life's calling? Rather than trying to eliminate the need for plastic altogether, or at least mightily so. We're in contingent action and not preventive, and it's just a lack of critical thinking skills that get us there. Give me a paper bag which rips because it's so weak that's not really an advancement on anything. In the land of the free and the home of the brave, why is school choice so damn threatening? And here's a little story for you. The outgoing mayor of Providence, after two terms, which is the limit, Mayor Alorza, Jorge Alorza, a minority serving as uh, mayor of Providence, uh, very liberal. You might say he's progressive. I believe he went to Harvard Law. And he has been a champion of trying to improve school, uh, schools. And in general up here, the tendency is to try to fight charter schools and parental choice. The unions are dead set against it. And the mayor said that when he came in here as a much younger man, he thought he could deal with the unions. He could stop their blockage of charter schools and school choice and allow parents to have more options about how their kids are educated. And he said just two weeks ago that it was so difficult because the union had such a connection with the state legislature, which could override municipal policies, that he advises the entire system to be scrapped and that Providence use only charter schools. Now, how's that? And then the reporter asked him a brilliant question. He said, Mayor, I know that your young child, who will be five next year, will be going to school. Are you going to put him in the public schools? And the mayor said, no, I'm going to put him in the lottery for the charter schools, because that's how you get in. So there's no bias about it. It's a lottery. And then the reporter said, what if he doesn't make the charter schools in the lottery? His name isn't chosen. The mayor said, then I'll send him to private school. And so here's a mayor who is all set to reform the system, who realizes it's unreformable with the union entrenched the way it is, looking out only for its own interests, who's now going to send his own kid, if he has to, to private school. Several otherwise good authors recently have delved heavily into woke and virtue signaling, and their books are far less readable. One book, which involves Cameron Strike and a woman named Robin, is about the sixth in the series. The books are great. They made a TV special about them. But every third person is referred to as they. They suggested this. They went there. And it's so flamingly obvious that it's totally distracting. And other novelists who have written terrific books have deliberately now inserted the whole woke business 
to the point where the plots almost become peripheral. Identity criteria, identity politics, identity selections will probably get us the identities we seek, but not necessarily the talent we need. And that's why I feel, folks, I've just got to confess, I'm among the unwoke. Sorry about that, but I'll see you next time, still in this condition. You've been listening to The Uncomfortable Truth with Alan Weiss. For free access to Alan's newsletters, audio and video resources, and for information about his global events and coaching communities, please visit alanweiss.com. Thanks for listening. Keep the faith.